Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzeik, our Daily Limit of Mr. Shem. We are up to day 31, Baruch Hashem, in chapter 6. We were just introduced to the Midah of Zrizus, of alacrity. Last lesson, the importance of um, being motivated and pushing ourselves um, and not uh, giving in to the natural tendency of sluggishness and laziness that Mr. Shem introduced us to. Um, and we will go right there discussing this idea of laziness um, and, and how much, uh, how destructive it could be today. In Mishle, he re- over and over again, he repeated many times um, this warning against against being lazy. Once he saw uh, the the ma- major loss and, and just damage that's caused as a result of laziness. He says, a bit of sleep, a bit of slumber, a bit of folding the hands to recline, and your poverty will come like a traveler, and your lack like an armed man. And this is the Pasuk that the Mishra is going to refer back to a number of times here. Kine. We're going to unpack this passage. Even though the lazy person, think about it. Okay, he's not doing anything wrong. He's not actively doing bad. However, through laziness, through sitting and doing nothing, lack of effort, lack of action, he brings Ra upon himself. Shlomalach further warns in Mishlei. One who grows lax in his work is also a brother to the master of destruction. Even though, like we said, he's not actively destroying things himself. Don't think that he's so far from the one who actually destroys things. Rather, he's a brother and, and good friend of the, of the destroyer himself. I.e., yeah, it's not a proactive, direct, I'm doing something that is destructive, but by me sitting back, I'm very close to the destruction. It's going to come up automatically. Also brought in a, a good picture, an illustration for us to show um, the, the, the destruction and harm that can be caused by laziness. Something we see every day. The Pasuk says, Shlomach says, I pass by a vineyard of a lazy man, of a man that's lacking in understanding and heart. And behold, his his field was overgrown with thorns and nettles, net, nettles had covered its, its surface, and its stone fence was broken down. The, the field was was in ruins. And when I saw this, my heart understood, and I and I accepted the rebuke, I accepted the, the most of the discipline from this site. As we said before, a bit of sleep, a bit of slumber, a bit of folding the hands to recline, and your poverty will come. This person did not go out and actively destroy his field, his vineyard. Rather, he sat and left it lay fallow, and it got overgrown, and it was it was destroyed. It was in ruins. Aside from the Pasuk's Pashid understanding, where, yeah, it'll actually lead to destruction by being passive, which literally happens to the field of a lazy person. They give a, a bit of a more homiletic interpretation of, of the Pasuk here, where the field is symbolizing a person's limit Torah, 
as they say as follows. When the Pesach says, and behold, it was overgrown with thorns, what does that mean? means someone that's learning and trying to understand the understanding of explanation of a Pesach, and he can't figure it out because he didn't put the effort into to, to, to work on it. Nettles had covered its surface and its stone fence was broken down because he didn't toil, he didn't. He wasn't amul in his Torah. That's why things got overgrown and destroyed. And as a result, ultimately the person can paskin and say, well, that which is tame is tar, which is impure is pure, and which is pure is impure. And he breaks together he goes against the Rabbanans, all the Gedarim that the Chazal, the Rabbanim have put up over the years to help us avoid sin. Ma'an Shoshalzeh, what's going to be the punishment of this person? Shlomo Persho, he explains, Uparetz Gadar, Yishchenu Nachash. Someone who breaches the fence, who goes against Chazal and the Rabbanim, um, out of his laziness and, and the, the lack of, of effort in his, in his Limit Torah. Yishchenu Nachash, he will be bitten by a snake. Without the lack of, uh, with, with, since he lacked the Amelus, lacked the effort. A quick note on this, I mom just heard recently over, over Sukkis, from a close cover of mine, and he was talking to someone who he had known over the years, who over the years had become very religious, um, and was, was, you know, working on their Avodah Hashem, and seemingly, you know, was, 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 was growing, was growing, you know, did spend their years in Eretz learning in Shiva, let's say, um, and they, they, they had, they had taken on a lot of things, and they were seemingly changing their life and becoming more, a more religious, God-fearing person. And at a certain point, for whatever happened, the person ended up, um, not continuing on that on that direct path, and and they veered off. So this person who who had, who had veered off the path had uh, and, and has, hasn't yet come back yet. Said to my friend, he said to him, and I think he happened to be at a chasna, so he was a little uh, um, more open minded, I guess you could say, through his state of mind, considering what he had consumed at the chasna. He goes to my friend. He says, "You know why?" He says, "You know why I went why I went off? I didn't stick with it." Because I never really, really was most nefesh for Torah for Limanat Torah. I never really worked. I never sweat it through. I, I came. I showed up. I learned. I got inspired. I did what I did, but I didn't invest. I didn't invest the sweat. And this is this is what he's saying here. An Atzlan, someone that's lazy, is not willing to invest the sweat. It can only lead to destruction. Uh, it's it's not. If you sit, it'll just remain status quo, as we'll see. It's something that by by lack of effort, it's automatically going to deteriorate. I know. The ruin, the destruction of a lazy person doesn't just come out, happen at a time, at one, at one moment. Little by little, below he doesn't even realize what's going on. He goes from one bad, evil thing and destructive thing to the next. Until he finds himself completely drowning in, 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 in ra, in, in ruin, in destruction. Like we discussed even before, the Yitzhahara works. The Yitzhahara slowly pulls you in. If he, if, he, if he tried to throw you into the, the lion's den or into the deep end, um, into the, the pits of, of, the, of the fire right away, you would obviously not jump in. But if you're, if you're, the, you're the frog in the, in the water and slowly boiling, next thing you know, you're you're boiling to bits. Because you think about it, it's a, it's, a process, it's a process. In the beginning, all he was doing was just not doing anything. He was lacking the, the effort that would have been necessary for him to study properly. So as a result, he didn't study it enough, this Torah. Since he didn't learn enough, so then when he comes and actually does want to sit and learn, he's not going to have the proper understanding because he hasn't developed the tools and the effort and the kalim and the understanding and the habits to be able to, to understand the language of the Torah and to, to process it properly and understand it. 
Now, and if, if his destruction would have ended there, that would have been enough. That it's hard for him to understand when he says he learns. Ah, it gets, it gets even worse than that. It only gets greater and greater, the destruction. Because at the end of the day, he wants to understand what's in front of him, this Pasuk, and he can't understand it. What's going to be a result? Fine, it's one thing if he doesn't understand himself, but then he's going to go and and give a wrong explanation of what the Torah is, and like I said before, say something is pure when it's impure, and vice versa. And he's going to destroy the truth and totally flip it on its head. He's going to go against and break the Gezeris of Chazal, Hashem even worse, and be part together and break through and not maintain the the, the guardrails that the, the Chazal have put in front of us to protect the Torah. And his end will be destruction, as is the punishment for anyone who breaks Allah, who breaks the the fences that were put up to, for us by, by Chazal. It's very important to know. Some people say, oh, it's only Dirabanan. Oh, it's only... Chicken isn't really meat, because it says, and chickens don't um, don't have milk, and, they, you know, they don't have young like that. The the, the Rabbanim put up with the Yudarmah for our own good. They knew the nature of man very well. And it's only, only a chesed, these Yudarmah, for us. So that we can avoid Chas Shalom even coming close to to messing up and, and, and doing something wrong. And if and if you if you apply the same principle in any other part of our life, it makes a lot of sense. Think about um, someone's finances. Let's say your 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 bank accounts. So our Chase is, is adding all these layers of protection of multi-factor authentication and, and and you know biometrics and all this stuff. Like oh, what's the big deal? Like okay, like you know I have I have a login password, right? Okay, that's all I need. Like like it's fine. No, but we understand that when it comes to our finances, when it comes to our, our financial security and the money that we have in the bank and our and our, our identity, um, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of you know forces out there that are that would be excited, jump on the opportunity to to destroy to destroy our financial security and jump into our account and take whatever they can. So we make sense. That's okay. We're, we're going to put up all the guitar that we can. And, and another one. Okay, another one. That's good too. When it comes to our budget, though, we don't. I guess as much appreciate the the destruction of of the Ra that can come our way and the constant Yitzharas that we have. So when we have these extra Gedarim, the Chazal put in front of us, especially when we say, oh, it doesn't really apply so much anymore, times have changed, and there's a whole other conversation about just because we, you know, something was instituted for a specific reason doesn't mean that, that once the reason goes away, we just get rid, rid of it. These Gedarim are for our own good. Just wanted to make that point. Lo Susser, even a small Torah tells us you have to listen to the rabbis. So even if the Rabbanu is really the Raisa in a way, if you go against it, you're much going against the Raisa. Fine. Off my soapbox. Right there, Mishlei. Omar Shlomo. Shlomo says, When I saw this, Shlomo Melch says, he understood it in his heart. He set his heart to believe it and understand it. I thought about this a lot, on the idea of laziness. And I saw how terrible and destructive it could be. Like a poison that slowly spreads through the body. You don't even realize. And unfortunately, you don't even realize this destructive nature and effects in the body until it's too late. And this is the puzzle that we said originally, a little bit of sleep, a little bit of of uh, slumber, folding your hands to relax. And your poverty comes and your lack is like an armed man. It, what begins as it's a little bit of laziness, something that you think is so inconsequential, just a little bit of sleep, sleep a little longer. The ultimate result can be destruction and poverty chases after you. It's a gradual thing, like we said. And it's important to realize 
this gradual nature of the Yitzhahara, it's the Tov also. That could be very disheartening. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to realize the Yitzhahara is getting me and my Lizmas is destroying me until it's too late. The world, opposite works too. Like we're doing, we're learning a little bit of Masilshim every single day. We're working on ourselves just a little bit every day. And that little bit also adds up gradually. And next thing you know, you look back, you realize, wow, the things that I found so difficult before seem to be easier. The, my, my relationship with Davani, my relationship with Hashem, my ability to control myself in certain areas are, are, are a bit easier. I have more clarity than I did before. You, you didn't just wake up one day and it snapped like that. No, that, that's a constant effort, contemplation, working on ourselves, starting with Limit Torah. Moving into Zahiras and now into Zrizas and Halvai Vaiter, we should be Zoha to go through all the steps, steps, steps of Mr. Sharm from the rice of Chaspanyar, and each small step adds up, adds up, so that we can ultimately reach ultimate Shlemus and Halvai, we should enjoy the process along the way as well. But Chaim didn't have a wonderful, wonderful day and a great week ahead. You have been listening to a Shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily Shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.